0: Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord. It's 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 evident that it's only Your Spirit that 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 can affect our heart in this text. It's it's only Your Spirit that has the power to affect our spiritual life, Lord. It's not it's not my ability to preach. It's 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 not our ability to try to draw near to you, it's only just you simply coming down and touching our hearts, God. So today, Lord, we ask, as, as, as in Luke 7, when, when you say that um, those who are evil still good, get, give good gifts to their children, how much more will you give the Spirit, Lord? We, do, we just ask uh, for your Spirit, Lord, to, to search our hearts, to help us see, Lord, um, where our hearts might be hard and need softening, um, where, where, Lord, you want to take your your scalpel and, and do a work inside of us. I pray, God, that, that even now, you'd be doing, doing a work in each of our hearts. Um, open up your word today, Lord. May this be your word. May it be, be you speaking, Lord. Um, and, and maybe, we hear, maybe we hear from you. We pray this in, in your name. Amen. Man, for a message on performance, I've been really struggling this week with like, wanting to perform well, you know? And, uh, and uh, lost some sleep last night because of that. And so it's, it's just nice to already read the text and go, okay. You don't have to do anything to be close to God, right? Um, okay, so when, when, when I married my wife, who is a born and raised Cody local, I asked her, what, what would it take to assume the title of a Cody local? Like, I wanted to know because, because clearly, like, when I first moved here, I realized that, that the term— Local in Cody is a sacred term only to don the lips of a select few, right? And so I wanted to know, Maddie, tell me, what will it take for me to be a Cody local? Like, like, maybe one day I could attain that status. And she, she told me, well, one, Sam, it's not as easy as just marrying in. You can't just do that. And so she, she gives me this long list, and she, she starts by telling me, one, Sam, um, you got to live here at least 20 years before you can have the local status card. And even that's not a guarantee. And then she, she told me too, that, that uh, if you ever call the Shoshone River Shoshone, you just automatically lose your local card forever, so don't do that. She told me a Cody local can pound a fence post, and so I, had to learn, I, I need to learn how to do that as well. She's told me that uh, Cody locals, when they're driving, they, they wave at every oncoming car in almost every circumstance, okay? Another driving rule she gave me, she said, you are not allowed to honk at anybody unless you're saying hi to them. Californians are the ones who honk, right? So some local, local qualifications, right? And I'm sure there's more, but, but uh, this, is, this is true, isn't it? Like we, we, we love the Cody individual, and we want to protect our identity as a Cody person, why? Because it would just be a, a severe injustice if a person who had just took off the plastic from their leukases to go to a one-night rodeo excursion was the face of Cody. That would be terrible, right? We don't want that. Um, it would be a, a a sad and false portrayal of who we are as people of Cody, and and. It's, a, it's an identity. It's a, it's a good identity that we should protect, right? And, um, and the idea is that if, if we don't protect that title, w- that we, we can, in a sense, lose our identity and, as, uh, and what makes us who we are and what makes our, our awesome place what it is, right? Well, believe it or not, this is exactly the conversation that Paul is opening up here in Romans. Paul, he's, he's beginning a conversation about what it meant to be a true Jew, what it meant to be a true person who belonged to God through covenant, okay? And, and Paul, he starts out by saying, you who call yourself a Jew, that, that word call in the Greek, it's an active verb. Paul is trying to, trying to, to say like, look, these Jews in Rome and this church were, were, were giving themselves the title of, of Jew. They, they wanted to, the Jews wanted to protect their identity as a person who was special to God. Think about those words. He says that you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God. This is about being special, being in a special relationship with God boast in God. Um, the, the Jews, they, they, f- they felt special to God because he had a past with them, right? We look at, at Genesis 12, and right from the start, God, God comes on the scene, and he finds Abram, and he chooses him. He just chooses him. Nehemiah 9.7 says that, that God—let me find it here— you are the Lord, the God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur the Chaldeans. God just found a guy and chose him. Okay? To to he, he he chose him to bless him, to make a great nation out of him, and to to promise him a land. And it wasn't because of this great moral incredible status that that Abram had he in Joshua. We found out that that Abram is actually a moon worshipper, and yet God chooses him out of all the peoples of the earth to go. I want to make promises to you and uphold them forever. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Amos three two says, "You only have I chosen among all the families of the earth." He's chosen them over all people. I don't know if you can imagine all the different ethnicities and people in this earth, but God decided to choose one people group and make promises to them. And, and throughout all the, the whole Bible, God is trying to reveal to these people that he wants, to, he wants to provide for them. He wants to uphold them. He wants to be faithful to them. He wants to redeem them, Okay. Deuteronomy 14.2. Deuteronomy means the second giving of the law uh, or, or the reiteration of the law. It says this, for, for God has chosen you to be a people f- for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. I don't know about you, but if I were a Jew and I was reading the Bible and I came across a verse like this, I would be like, wow, I'm pretty special right? This, this should cause you and I as people who are non, non-Jewish Gentiles to, to marvel at the fact that God would so want to connect himself to a people group in this way and make promises to them in this way. And all through the Bible, God is just saying, I want to I dwell with them. I want to them to be my representatives among the earth. And so that is part of the reason that, that, that the Jews felt special and wanted to hold on to their identity as a, per, as a person who belonged to God. But I want you to see the language that Paul uses here. He says, you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law. Paul is he's emphasizing something here, and, and I want to show you this, 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 how Paul lays this out in his passage. I have a little uh, chart for us. What's happening is Paul is showing us that, that the Jews are making five claims about their identity. They're making five claims about their superiority, and then Paul is going to give them five questions that indicate how they are failing Okay, but, but notice that the last part, the, the fifth item on each one of those is emphasizing the law, the law. Look at that first column with me. They, they call oneself a Jew, rely on the law. They have this, this closeness with God. Why? Because they were claiming they were taught by the law. What we learn here. Is, is that the Jews connected themselves and their identity with God through the law. The, the law was, was how they connected themselves to God. They, they, they reconciled themselves as a person who belongs to God by fulfilling the law, okay? Um, when God gives them the law, it, it it means a couple things. He gave the Jews the law, and, and for the Jews, the, the law was the first five books of the Bible. And, uh, you know, we're going to find out later in Romans, he says that the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. The words of God, Scripture, God entrusted it to them. And so they, they have the law in, in, in the Old Testament, the first five books, but then they have the law proper, which is like the Ten Commandments, uh, the laws of sacrifice, the laws of, of uh, the different feasts, and laws just to be holy, okay? And the Jew is relying on these to be close to God, to, to keep that status as a person close to God, okay? Okay they believed that their ability to adhere to god's law was how they attained and maintained connection to god and when i read read the bible and i come to passages that say like well righteousness is by works or not by works righteousness is by faith alone in god's grace not by works and and when I when I when I come across passages that that are referring to Pharisees and religious people who who through their moral prowess and their their ability to adhere to rules believe that that is what gets them close to God I, I kind of just gloss over it I'm like because I you hear it a lot in the church and it's easy to just kind of go okay you know but guys this is hugely important to how how we understand the gospel. This is hugely important to how, how we understand the way that, that, God wants to work in our lives. And we actually do this too. We, we, we also try to attain righteousness by doing. And we know this because, because when you, it's, it's really easy for, for humans to want to just sprinkle in the little acts of, Good deeds that we do like have you ever have you ever gotten dinner with a server or a waiter? If you have you've probably heard them say something like, "Oh, I always tip twenty percent you know or above right because because I've been there you know or or if you've hiked with someone who's an avid hiker, uh, they might say, "I always pack trash out when I find it on the trail right and these these are moral claims, and we like to make these claims like this. Because deep down in our hearts, we know that, that we are lacking in righteousness. And, and if we can make a small little statement to just say, hey, here's my nugget of virtue, um, it, it, we do that because we're lacking in righteousness. And, and we, we feel that, and we want to bolster where we are with God, with our deeds, and, and, you know, sometimes we can be, we, in our faith, we can say, man, I don't feel close to God today because I've had a bad week, right? Or, or I, I feel really close to God this week because I've just been doing really good. And it's this, this up and down with our faith in God based on our behavior and how we're doing This can happen to us. And the Jews, they, they, Paul's going to show us that they also promote their, their outward identity as a representative of God because they have the law. So, so the fact that God, out of all the nations, gave them the law meant that, that they had the moral compass. They were special because, because as, as all the nations are going their own way, God goes, hey, I'm not going to let you be left to your own devices. I'm going to give you the law to guide you. And so to the Jew, it's like, man, we know right and wrong. God, God loves us enough to protect us and um, giving us right and wrong. And so they, they actually boast in, in, their, in, in their identity as, as this representative of, of good and bad. And uh, Paul says this, 19... He says, and if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. This, th- these statements that they're making, they're, they're quoting Isaiah, but the Jews would, would uh, advertise these claims um, from the synagogue, in these Hellenistic cultures like Rome, they would they would promote it. This is this is a quote straight from Isaiah that says this: uh, "I am the Lord; I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prisoners." those who sit in dark from the prison, those who sit in darkness. God gave the Jews this law, this, this right and wrong. And, and they believe that, that it is giving them closeness with God. You know, they, they would say to people, Hey, I figured it out. I am a light to the blind. I, I, uh, we have the answers. And, and before we, we move past this and get to how it relates to us, um, we, we do this. How about, th- how about this? Uh, I'm so glad that I have this based political ideology, right? Because, because God has enlightened my eyes, and, and I know that these people just don't understand how to behave, or they don't understand the truth. And we think that we're up here and everyone else is down here. Paul says, as we go on here in in verse 21, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you, Commit adultery. You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. It's interesting what Paul's Paul's doing here because uh, on, on the surface it's almost as if he's kind of taking us to the Sermon on the Mount. Right, he has this statement: uh, "Are you committing adultery?" Um, that that it almost sounds Sermon on the Mount like. It's it's got the same sentiment where Jesus is trying to tell people, "Hey, you think you're be obeying the law, but really, you're not. That that although your actions and are aren't going all the way as to like crossing the line of breaking the law, your hearts are wicked all the same." And and I think Paul wants them to understand that he wants them to understand that they're they're misinterpreting what the law is about that they have wicked hearts. However, when Paul gets to the example of saying "you who abhor idols and rob temples," it's it's a oddly specific example, isn't it? And and it it would seem weird that if he was referring to the Sermon on the Mount that he would use such a specific example. Uh, Rather than just give a broad brushstroke that that says, "Hey, we've all we've all done this," right? He's given a pretty specific example, and Paul is using this specific example because he wants these Jews to see their specific failure. Okay, he wants them to understand that that, that their claims are here, but their conduct is here. Okay that their claim and their conduct does not line up they 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 claim to be a representative of god but they live contrarily to that and in what paul wants us to get as 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 we make our way through this text what does he say he says that you boast in the law you who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. Paul wants us to understand that, that our claim and our misconduct does not mean, mean closeness. That, that, that no matter what our conduct is, no matter what our claim is, if, if we fail, it doesn't guarantee us closeness with God. And so I want to ask you like when you call yourself a Christian what what are we saying what are we saying we're saying I I'm a follower of Jesus I'm a follower of the one true God aren't we not saying the same thing as the Jews like that we're we belong to God and so the question for us is is how are we doing with our claims about God and our in our conduct that follows do do our does our conduct match our claims? When, 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 our, when our claims fail to line up with our actions, we, we, we dishonor God. That is Paul's definition for sin in this, in this text. And he also wants us to see something that, that happens when our conduct and our claims don't line up. It causes something. Look at, look at verse 23 and 4, 24 with me. He says, You who boast in the law, dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. <laughs> Whoa. God's name is, is blasphemed among non-believers because of hypocrisy. Okay, when when Paul says, "You who abhor idols, do you rob temples he's referring to this 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 thing that was probably happening in, in in Rome at the time where Jews were going into temples and stealing the pagan idols and selling them there's this there's this sentiment of of the Jews in Rome that goes all the way back to uh, the Maccabean revolt in in 160s BC and this is pretty fascinating but but during 160s BC, the Solution Empire, this Hellenistic Greek Empire, they take control of Judea, and their emperor, Antiochus is his name, he decides that he wants to make a name for himself, and so he, he, he's kind of in the shadow of Alexander the Great, who was before him, and he, he decides that he wants to kind of try to con- convert these, these Jews to slowly take on Hellenistic practice and leave their, their Jewish traditions to become more like his culture, okay? And so he it's, it's the classic uh, case of the frog being boiled in the kettle. Um, he's he's slowly trying to implement things to get these Jews to walk away from their faith, and he actually puts a, a gymnasium right outside the temple. He puts a coliseum where there's Olympic games right outside the temple so that every time that the Jews leave the temple, it's in their face. and And to go to the the colosseum and to be a part of the olympic games like it just this is just how it was you had to be naked okay and for the jews that was against their their law it was against their practice and and it was causing them to sin and so all these jews are kind of starting to slip from their faith and after some mis- mistreatment of of the Jews from the Hellenists, they the Jews they decide to raise up and take arms and conquer these Greeks, and so they do. They they take back their city, they take back the temple, and then they retaliate. And this is this is the important part. They they start forcibly circumcising men. They they. Um, go into the, the pagan temples and start stealing idols and defiling these temples. Um, they start even killing Hellenistic Jews. And, and I'm not saying that, that, that they didn't have the right to fight back or, or that they, they weren't mistreated um, or that they deserved any of that. But here's the thing. What did their, their misconduct cause as a person who claimed to be belonging to God? It caused the, the Greeks to say the God of the Jews is corrupt. It caused the Greeks to say the God of the Jews is evil. The God of the Jews is, is, is terrible. Their misconduct caused people to walk away from God. When our claims and our co- misconduct fail to line up, we can cause people to walk away from God. Thank goodness we don't have temples in Cody. I mean, right now, that there, there's a Mormon temple being built, right? And, I, and friends, how we represent God in our city, how we love others. If if our claims and our conduct does not line up, we can lead people to hell. And so we need to ask ourselves, is what in here rightly being portrayed out here? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves Is your life and mine accurately showing someone who belongs to God? Circumcision for the Jews, it, it was this chief sign of, of someone, someone who's in covenant, okay? Um, let's just say, I'll just say it, circumcision is weird. It's like, God, why? Like, why, why couldn't we just get a tattoo, you know? But but here's what circumcision meant um, for God to the people, okay? One in that, in the pagan cultures of that time, the prostitution was big, and uh, oftentimes they would worship their pagan gods with with prostitution. Okay, and so one circumcision is 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 a way that God could show the people, hey, you are separate from the other other nations. You, you, are, you are set apart. You are different. And so every time a, a man would would leave God to go his own way and serve pagan gods, God's covenant was glaring at him, okay? Also, maybe, maybe God did it to, to show people that, show the men that, hey, you belong to God, and he wanted them to see that sign of covenant every single day. Uh, in... in In Leviticus, there's this law, you know, the the men had to be circumcised on the eighth day. And in Leviticus, there's this law where it says that, that the young goats and ox and bulls must remain with their mother for seven days until the eighth day. And on the eighth day, then they are ready to be an honorable sacrifice of fire to the Lord. It's, it's almost as if for the Jews, circumcision was a way of saying, okay, now you belong to God. Now your life is 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 on the altar to God. As God is gonna lay down his life for you, your life is 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 the Lord's. And so Paul's, he's switching to circumcision here. Uh, As we round third here, um, and Paul says this, he says, For circumcision is indeed of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. This is that statement that that our conduct does not bring closeness with God because of our failure. This is is where Paul is explaining that we dishonor God by breaking the law and when we do that, our belonging to God is void. That 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 our conduct cannot bring closeness because eventually, when we sin, it separates us from God, and that's 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 the law of sin, right? When Adam and Eve sinned, they were cut off from the dwelling place with God, and they were forced out. Friends, we we cannot rely on external things to show us that we are close to God and we're right with him. When we die and meet God, what will we say to him? Will we say, "Well, God, please don't cut me off. I I I was a good person. I I was a good father to my children. I I was nice to the people around me." No. Our conduct does not bring us closer to God. Will we say, "Hey, hey Lord, like Please don't cut me off, I went to church, I I, I did Bible studies. No, Our, our, our conduct does not bring us closer to God. There's nothing we can do to bring us closer to God. Going to church doesn't make us any more a Christian than standing in a garage makes us a car. We cannot do anything to change our status as someone who belongs to God. And that's what makes the church a hospital, right? Because we can't bring anything here that makes us special. We can't, we can't, we can't bring, this is not a collection of, of people that, that have something to, to boast about. We are just messy people with a merciful savior. And that's, that's what the church is. Our external signs don't bring us closer to God. Paul, he, he goes on here, verse 26, he says, So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. Paul, he's he's trying to lead us to this idea that that you can actually, there's a, actually a way that you can follow the, the law and still have connection with God. He's not saying that, that it's possible to be perfect. We learned that last week, but he's saying there's a way that we can grasp the law in a way that with faith that leads to obedience that we can be made right with God. And, and we see the examples of this because in Acts, there's a guy named Cornelius. He's this, this Gentile centurion. And it says that he was righteous before the Lord. Okay, um, um, Abraham, before he was circumcised, before it all, it says that he was righteous before the Lord. Paul is, is hinting at this idea that, that there is a different way to live. Let's go to the last verse here. Last two. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Paul he's taken us back to the question of what is, what is really a person who belongs to God, okay? He's, he's taken us back and he's saying, hey, it is, it is not about externals. There's nothing we can do. It's about what's in here. And if, if, if our heart is hard and wicked and needs, Affected. The only thing that can change that is his spirit. Nothing we can do. Who can cha- can change that? Um, if our outward works can't bring us to God, what what can? And and the answer to that is Jesus. <laughs> Jesus paid the price with his blood. In in Corinthians it says th- he says this is my the new covenant in my blood god is making a new covenant with us through jesus blood and and there's nothing we can do to to be made new look at look at look at romans 8 with me it says there therefore There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by flesh, could not do by sending his son, his own son, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us paul is leading us to this this idea that there is a new law the law of the spirit of life and actually when 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 we surrender ourselves to god when we when we take our hearts and we offer to god the 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 deepest and most in, intimate parts of our our heart to be circumcised that, that is what changes us okay that 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 God wants to God wants to do a work from within starting with him and, and all it takes is saying hey lord here's my heart here's my 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 calloused heart Lord change me in in in, in Deuteronomy, when we go back to the law, Deuteronomy 36 and 7 says this. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring. Why? So that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live and that the Lord your God will, will all the rest, um, <laughs> um, no, but for real, God from the beginning has made a plan to to change us so that we would love God, okay? That we would that we would turn from having faith in our own righteousness to faith in 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 God. So, Heavenly Father. Lord, I just, we just come before you, Lord, and and uh, we ask you, Lord, to search our heart. Um, Lord, will you show us what our heart looks like on the inside? Lord, if our heart is is hard, will you do a work in it, Lord? If, 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 for those, Lord, who are uh, tired of striving to earn your favor, God, will you help us to surrender? Help us to surrender to your love, Lord, your grace um, that changes us.